Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. And welcome to the Retirement Clinic. Your host today is Aaron Kowal from the Kowal Investment Group. And good to see you. Good morning, Aaron. Good morning. Good to see you. Um, and we're live, so we can take calls. <laughs> We've got a guest in studio. We're going to jump right into the program. We do have the boss segment, like always, and that's always you anyway, Aaron. Right. Well, we, we, we I have a guest here, Kelly Dancy. Um, she's a estate planning attorney at Wally Legal Group. But you can give she's going to be doing the boss segment today, and and the wealth preservation uh, segment, the sexy segment oh, later. That was on. my next question. We're doing that too. Yeah, of course. Awesome. Yeah. We came prepared. Good to have yeah. Kelly Dancy in studio and an estate planning attorney. Welcome back to the show. Good morning. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Happy to be here. Yeah, for, for those of us that don't, you know, we didn't hear you last time. For the, uh, why don't you give a little bit of your background, who you are, what makes you so awesome? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for setting that up. Oh, yes, uh, yes. My name is Kelly Dancy. I'm an estate planning attorney with Walney Legal Group. Uh, we're a boutique estate planning firm uh, located in downtown Milwaukee. And we also have a secondary location, which we just opened a couple weeks ago out in Elm Grove. So that means, Kelly, estate planning questions, estate planning, yeah, estate planning questions would be welcome. Yes. But yep. tell us what that all includes, because that's a, there's a big umbrella. There's a lot of stuff under there. Trusts, mm-hmm. wills. Mm-hmm. What am I missing? Trust wills, um, and also really important are documents that are effective during your lifetime. So powers of attorney, um, healthcare, and financial, those are going to deal with issues that may arise during your incapacity. Uh, bills still need to be paid, healthcare decisions still need to be made. And so having those documents in place even during your lifetime is really important. Also HIPAA waivers, so Aaron and I were talking about this a little bit beforehand. Um, HIPAA is the Medical Privacy Act, it limits who can receive information about the patient to essentially the patient. So despite the fact that you are married to the patient or um, a child of the patient, that doesn't mean you automatically will have access if something would happen. You know, I was unsure the legality of that. So let's just take me, for instance. Mm -hmm. I married my wife, Dawn. Mm -hmm. If she wants to find out anything about me, what prescriptions I'm taking, anything, Mm -hmm. can she find out? If you would go to the hospital, there would be some type of emergency and they would call and say, where is he? What happened to him? If you can't give consent at that time, they can't receive it. And so that allows the medical providers to release that information to your family members in a situation where you can't say that yes they can receive it so So in emergency type situations then yes that's really important to have is but you got to fill out the right Mm -hmm. paperwork you have to give them the permission well that's and that's where we're headed today in fact we are going to talk about college students or not even college students so much as anybody that's over being an adult (laughs) being an adult you move on you're not with mom and dad anymore but something happens you're at college do mom and dad have a right to go and say do this do that give them this medication don't well there's something called healthcare power of attorney. Mm-hmm. We can jump into that. Is that where you want to go? Yeah. Let's do that. Well, before, before, we <laughs> before we do that, let's open up phone lines. Because sure. this is one of those shows where we're going to, you know, this affects a lot of people. I've got two girls, one just out of college, but one's still in college. And we've done this per your advice, Aaron. Yeah. You know, we did the form and are the forms online? Are How legal are they Kelly that's where you come in as an mm-hmm, attorney mm-hmm. those questions are welcome so generally any estate planning question yep. is welcome the number to call is 799-1130 lines are wide open Aaron Kowal is your host on the retirement clinic right yeah and you can also reach us in our office too 
240-262-522-4040. Uh, find us on the web at www.thekowal, K-O-W-A-L, thekowalway.com. Uh, also, uh, find us on Facebook. Connect with us on uh, LinkedIn as well, and, and follow us on Twitter at Kowal uh, underscore invest. And we should mention we're in WIBA in Madison as well as WISM Milwaukee. You have an office we're all in, over, and you got an office <laughs> in Middleton now. So we have an office covered. in Middleton, in Port Washington, soon uh, Racine area. So we're uh, we're we're. We're growing here. As Jeff said, the world headquarters in Waukesha, of course. Oh yes, the the the, the global global the inter- intergalactic <laughs> headquarters, right? Yes, and uh, just remember the website, thekowalway.com. All the contact info is there. And again, if you've got estate planning questions and some of the things we're going to talk about, I think people will say, "Oh yeah, yeah, we should do that." That's what people procrastinate. Oh, no one likes to talk about this stuff. Yep. You know, sometimes, I mean, I, I'm meeting with my clients now. We're doing a lot of, of progress meetings with, with clients. And, you know, I'm like, I'll start to say, I'll say, hey, did you call? No, I didn't call her yet. Leave, you know, stop, just stop. No, I'm like, no, I'm not going to stop. You got to do it. You can't, you can't yeah. procrastinate on this. Why so do we do that? Is most it- of the time when I say, did you call? So then we'll, sometimes we'll just be like, you know what? Let's call right now. Let's set up a time for you because just get it done. Just get it done. It's uh, so ta- important to get maybe done. Maybe it's like taxes. You know, we push them off as, as as long as possible. Eventually, you know, you got to do it. Kelly, this is something that's very important. It the, is. The, and let's maybe should we start with a healthcare power of attorney? Well, we're kind of going on the track now. I mean, what what are some of the triggers? Because you need to get this stuff done. When is a good time to get it done? What triggers in life? What has to happen in life for it for for you to prompt somebody to do to do this stuff? Well, I would say everyone needs estate planning. Um, you become an adult at age 18. And so that's really where the initial... Not 21. Not 21, 18 is right. when you're legally an adult. And so that is the time when you need to think about getting at least your powers of attorney in place. Um, really, though, I would say a lot of the triggers that have clients coming to see us is they're getting married, they're buying a house. Children is certainly a big impetus to have someone um, contact us for doing estate planning. The question often comes up, what happens to my children if something would happen to both of us? And so- Yeah, we had a trip to Hawaii one year, my wife and I both on the flight. Sure. Kids are little, grandparents Mm -hmm. watching them. That's where it triggered something. What if- Something happens. Yes. Well, you got to have a plan. You got to have a plan. And in your documents, you can name a guardian. So who would take care of your kids if something would happen to you? Um, That's usually a big reason. Um, Also, I would say moving from state to state is a good opportunity to either engage in estate planning or evaluate what you have. States have different laws. Um, Marriage or divorce is also something to consider, particularly if you're naming an ex-spouse on some of your documents. You need to get that updated. Also updating beneficiary designations when it comes to that. And I know Aaron deals with that frequently. Um, Mm -hmm. You have to coordinate your plan with your assets. And so... So it sounds like you're saying we have to keep it updated, too. You do need to keep it updated. This isn't a... It's not a a, Ronco cooker. Yeah. Forget it. (laughs) Yeah. It's not a one and done type of situation. If I move to Illinois... Just mm-hmm. say, for example, Why I would you, up, Paul? I don't know. Oh. I'm just as an okay, same weather, more taxes. <laughs> let's, let's say Florida. Yeah, that sounds better. Better yeah. weather. I yeah. moved to Florida, I but I've got a trust 
and or a will in mm-hmm. Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Are you saying I need to redo things because it's a different state? Yeah, so at least have an, an attorney in that state review it, particularly from the perspective of powers of attorney. Those are very state-specific documents. And if you're in a situation where you might be a snowbird going from Florida to Wisconsin or wherever it may be, um, making sure that you have powers of attorney in both jurisdictions. If you're going to be in one state for four months and yeah. another state for six months, because if something would come up, you don't want to be in a situation where what you have up here, the doctors down there are not comfortable with. Um, these documents need to be effective in a time of crisis. And so having that figured out beforehand causes a lot of, um, avoids a lot of trouble on the back end. I want you to repeat that because we have, because that's something that no, I, you know, no one talks about is because we, we have a lot of clients because, you know, we, we are the retirement specialists, right? You know, we, we have a lot of clients that, spend quite a bit of time outside of Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And you don't hear the attorneys talk about having powers of attorney, uh, you know, healthcare and financial, um, in if they're you know in Wisconsin and say if they have if they're here, you know, in Florida or Arizona mm-hmm. or wherever, mm-hmm. no one talks about having them in both places. Mm-hmm. So I want you to reiterate how yeah. important that is. So particularly healthcare powers of attorney, because those are the situations where they need to be effective when something bad happens, right? The doctors need to know exactly what yes on those documents means and what no on those documents mean. And most states have staff statutory versions, that's what the doctors are using used to working with. So, well, you could use your Wisconsin version in Florida. The doctors are more comfortable with seeing the Florida version. And so we usually recommend having one of each because it is so state-specific. In a crisis situation, you don't want the doctors trying to figure out what this form means when they're used to seeing another one. And you do, certainly don't want them to have to consult with their legal department um, in a time of crisis. So it's not really, Kelly, where my primary residence is. Let's just say, for example, it's Wisconsin. And mm-hmm. that's where I pay taxes. I live in Wisconsin, but I've got a condo that I'm at three mm-hmm. months a year in Florida. Mm-hmm. It yes. doesn't have anything to do with that. No, I it, mean, it's where you spend a fair amount of time. Uh, it's just like when kids go to college, right? If they go to college out of state, again, they would want the powers of attorney for where they are spending most of their time. But also if they come back in the summer, you can consider that as well. So. Uh, one thing I want to talk about, we'll do it after the break, because sure. we've got a stink in a break, but Aaron is advice for college students and their parents, uh, a form that may be critical, could be, you know, uh, things happen, right? Accidents happen, car accidents, and that's the healthcare power of attorney form. Uh, we did it ourselves, mm-hmm. uh, but had it not been for the show, mm-hmm. when we talked about it, I was like, ooh, we don't have that. And yeah. then I started asking around my roommate's parents, well, not many people do it. You think about it, it's changed so much from, you know, I, I went to Arizona State for for undergrad, and um, they don't talk about any of that stuff. My, my ASU ID number that I had to give everybody was my social security number. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so if you think about... Oh, my God. If you're, you think, right, you're talking about like an orientation for freshmen. They don't bring that up at all, do they? No, they say, they say you have health insurance, the clinic, free clinic that you go to, yes. your tuition covers it. Um, you know, but they, they would never talk about, you know, and then maybe your parents could just, you know, call and, you know, they maybe they weren't so strict or maybe not. I don't know. You know, unfortunately, we that didn't happen to me personally. And unfortunately, you know, it doesn't happen at the time for, either. for anybody. But, you know, if an accident happens, you're, you're, you can be stuck. Yeah, exactly. And, you, and then you, you're at the state's mercy. Yep. And that's what this form does. It gives the parents that 
that power of attorney. So mm-hmm. we, we do have to sneak a break, and I, I will do that, and then we'll come back. I think we've got the boss segment, business owners, savings, and security, with Kelly Dancy. Yes, that's, that's coming extra up good. next. It's extra special today. The pressure's on, Kelly. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and the sexy segment, Wealth Management and Preservation. That's coming up later in the hour as well. Aaron Kowal is your host. It is on WISM and WIBA. You're listening to The Retirement Clinic. If you've got any estate planning questions, anything we touched on so far, these power of attorney forms, uh, a trust, a will, give us a call. Your questions are welcome. And we've got lines open. Kelly Dancy, our guest with Aaron Kowal on WISN. Call 799-1130. We'll be right back. All right, that music means it's time for the boss segment. Now, Aaron Kowal oh, yeah. is your host, and you, typically you do this segment. You're going to hand yeah. the reins over to Kelly Dancy, our guest today. That's a lot of power, Kelly. Can you handle it? <laughs> I can handle it, yeah. She's an estate planning attorney. She, yeah. she can handle this. And we do this for business owners, Aaron. Yeah, so the boss segment is business owner savings and security. So you know, a lot of times we, we do this, this segment, <clears throat> excuse me, really because the business owners, family business owners, entrepreneurs, the last person that they think about is themselves. Uh, the last, so they they are worried about their business. They're worried about making money. They're worried about growing it. They're worried about you know they're so you know outward they have an outward mindset. They're all worried about everyone else and trying to make sure that they keep this thing going. <clears throat> and maybe you know a lot of times a fear that it's gonna you could fail any time. They don't put any effort into their own. And a lot of times it's because either they they, they don't put it into it or they um, figure that the business will be their retirement. Yeah. Um, That's not always the case. Uh, That's rolling the dice, right? It's rolling the dice. I mean, what if you're, you know, a blacksmith and then all of a sudden you know these mills come you know well you're out of job you yep. know your, your your business is you know to, to use a really antiquated you know thing but um you know so we have the, the you know the boss segment so uh, kelly's gonna talk about what happens if you don't have your documents in place uh if you're incapacitated not necessarily you know death uh, which you know go is um you know obviously bad but you know who's going to run the business what's succession in place you know, what, what are the documents need to be in place and how it can affect the value of the business? So, um, you know, Kelly, kind of why don't you don't start, you know, what happens, you know, I'm a business owner. Um, something, you know, happens, I have, you know, cancer or, or you know, fall into a coma or something like that. You know, what happens if the documents aren't in place? Yeah, I don't think it's going to come up as any surprise that I'm going to say everyone needs to have documents in place. And the reason is because of what Aaron has just brought up, which is what happens if you would become incapacitated. If you do not have any plan in place um, or documents in place about who can handle or run the business in your absence, that's going to affect the day-to-day operations as well as the long-term valuation of the business. And so having those documents in place is a long-term strategy for your possible retirement using the business and that uh, mechanism because you need to protect it even during your lifetime with issues of incapacity. And so having a power of attorney, having documents in place that allow someone to step in is crucially important for the health of one's business. I mean, what, what can it can really, you know, tear things apart and really, ha- you know, set 
people against each other. What what are some of the consequences? <laughs> a lot of times we talk about the benefits of something. Maybe mm-hmm. sometimes it's the consequences. <laughs> Maybe that, that's that really more, dri- more motivating something. of a factor. Yeah, yeah. Give me some. Give me a couple examples or worst case or what's yeah. you know, some, some things that have happened that when, when they don't, when you really screw it up and don't address it. So one of the biggest things we see is um, business owners who are in business with a couple other partners, a couple other members, um, and their documents don't deal with ha- what happens um, with death, disability, divorce, departure. So those are kind of the four D's that we look at when we're looking at what... Wait, um, look, those bis- are biggies. Go over those four D's again. <laughs> death, death, disability, divorce, departure. Got it. So what happens when you're in a partnership or some kind of other business agreement with other individuals if any of those things occur? And death obviously being a big one because if someone passes away and there's no documents in there, A, you could have a situation where um, you're going through probate, which is obviously something to be avoided, or a situation where you could now be in business with your deceased partner's heirs. And so that could be a surviving spouse, that could be other children, probably not someone you intended that you were going to be in business with initially. Spelling that all out before any of those things happens alleviates a lot of the fighting or issues that it could occur afterwards if you don't plan for those it can if it's a family business Aaron it can tear families apart I'm sure there's stories that you have that we won't oh, get yeah. into but well I'm could, in business with my dad yes you that's a, you know this is, I'm an example we got our stuff covered but you know mm-hmm. if something were to happen to him you know uh, uh, I could be real quickly in business with my mom who, yeah. Who yeah. She would probably she'd probably hate it. <laughs> I'm guessing you're right. I drive her crazy. I'm guessing you're right. Uh can we sneak in a real quick call? Yeah. And then we'll get back. I mean, we're talking all about estate planning today with attorney Kelly Dancy. Uh Kelly, you're with the Walney Legal Group, and we'll give out websites and phone numbers for questions off the air. Trust, wills. Uh, estate planning questions. They're all welcome. And if you want to respond to the boss segment too, what we just talked about, I have at it. Give us a call, 799-1130. We'll go to West Bend. Uh, Jack is hanging on hold. And good morning, Jack. Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. Say, I got a question about my will. My my wife and I are 76, and we have a, I don't know, maybe 25 years ago, we had a will drawn up and and uh, we haven't done nothing with it. In fact, I lost hers, and I just got mine. Uh, I'm wondering, is there some place that those wills would be, you know, like in registered or anything to where I could find find her will? Um, there's not usually any place that wills are filed. Sometimes, um, if you've done them, you know, 20, 30 years ago, at one point you could file them with the Register and Probate's Office. That's not necessarily a common practice anymore. You don't have to, You right? don't have to. You can and have a will and just have it in your home office? Most clients are keeping their original documents. So our firm's practice is we keep a copy um, and the originals go back to the client. And it's up to them to keep it in a safe place because really their family are the ones who are going to need those documents um, and we don't want to be um, have them coming to us trying to find those things when they need them and so most clients are keeping them in a safety deposit box um, or keeping them in a safe at their house somewhere yeah, fireproof Fireproof and waterproof. (laughs) Waterproof. So both of those are important because when the (laughs) fire department comes to put out the fire, they're going to douse your house with water. I wonder if we have a safe. I never even checked to see if it's waterproof. That's a good point that you bring up. So file your own copy. For a guy like Jack, who doesn't know if it exists, Mm -hmm. can he just draft up another one? 
He probably would need to, yeah, because um, you need probably copies. Want to anyways. You probably want to because it's been 25 years. The laws have changed pretty significantly with them. If you have powers of attorney that you did with those, certainly those would need to be updated. Um, and talking with healthcare providers and financial institutions, they really like to see those documents executed within the last three to five years. Um, so mm-hmm. obviously, 25 years is a little bit past that. Uh, so I would say, you know, kind of have a a complete reboot of your plan at this point. Okay. I appreciate that because I don't know where any of that stuff is. I never what you call a good filer or anything. Well, I'm guessing Jack's not alone that over the years, if you just draft a will, 10, 15, 20, 30 years goes by. Mm -hmm. Oh, where'd we put that? Well, when clients come in, we ask for that up front. And just really, it's a good exercise for people to do. Half people that come in are like, I really had to dig to find this thing. And, so. <laughs> and this is why it's not a one and done situation, which we talked about earlier. At least every three to five years, pull them out. You might not need to make changes, but you just need to evaluate who you named to those positions in your documents. Um, well, I think according to what the last time I looked at it was, you know, my, my sons are now 45 years old. And sure. It would be it would be up to a uh, my sister at 80 to take it down, adopt them, and raise them. So, yeah, so it's certainly an update. Hope, hope she's up for it. <laughs> well, so in other words, the bottom line is Jack would need to reevaluate his will anyway at this yes. point. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I know that. I just didn't know if I could find the old will and they automatically have to update it or. If I find it after I do the new will, do I just burn it? And the legal answer there, Kelly, it's not like it's filed with the state and he needs it's, a. It's, it's not, not at really all. filed anywhere. And if you would execute additional documents and then you find your previous will, your most recent will will automatically revoke any previous documents. So you wouldn't have a situation where you'd have two effective documents. Um, Thank you so, so your much. new will can revoke your old will. Bye bye. Thanks, Jack. And while we're you good know, question, Jack. Thank you so much for the phone call. Thanks. And while we're at it, I mean, I happen to know a really good. I know a lot of great estate planning attorneys. We happen to have one here. So, Kelly, if you wouldn't mind giving your contact information, um, you know, for you, I think Jack and others would would appreciate sure. it. Sure. So our phone number is four one four seven five one. 7531 and our website is www.walneylegal.com so if i'm uh listening to this and i'm thinking well wait a minute we don't file it with the state and we just keep our own copy what makes a kelly a legal document what qualifies the will or the trust as a quote-unquote legal document there are very strict formality requirements and also execution requirements. So if you would come to us and do estate planning documents, during the signing, there's uh, notaries public, which all attorneys are notaries, and witnesses. And so that's what makes it really legal at that point in time, you signing it and then having the witnesses say, yes, um, they understand it and they, they were competent to sign. So particularly with elderly clients, that's really important too, um, to make sure that they understand what they're signing. So. Is this that some, is the process. Is this part of a retirement plan, Aaron? Oh yeah, I mean it's def- it's it's a key part of of the retirement plan. We kind of look at it as is is like a pyramid where you have you know the base where of the right protection, you know, legal and you know insurance wise. Make sure you know that your your health insurance, all that, um, you know, because if the and if you're legal stuff if your legal documents aren't right you're, if if something happens and that base of the pyramid crumbles the whole thing could collapse so you could have a great investment plan 
But if you're sued, if you're incapacitated, that doesn't mean anything. If if your estate plan, if all that base kind of boring work that no one really likes to loves to talk about um, is is done, you got to have that stuff done. So it is a key part of the plan. Medical issues. Uh, oh, yeah. Can you know what's the number one cause of personal bankruptcy in the country right now? It's medical bills, right? I mean, yeah. uh, and you don't plan those things. Mm-hmm. Life happens. Things happen that we can't predict. How many people think a trust and a will are the same thing, Kelly? Are they? And if not, what's the difference? They are not. Um, everyone sees wills on TV, and that is what they come in. The, re- the dramatic re- reading of the will. <laughs> I have I never been movies. to a reading of the will. <laughs> so you, did you ever see Grand Torino with Clint Eastwood? Yes. At the end when they're reading the will and the cargo, it, that was just a beautiful scene. <laughs> uh, anyway, I just had to bring that because everybody's seen a movie where they read yeah, the will. Yeah, so there are some key differences between them. I would say that the movies and the TV shows so show everyone needs a will, and so that's what everyone thinks. But there are key differences between them, um, one being when they're effective. Trusts are effective immediately when you sign. And so because of that, we can build in a lot of things, um, provisions into that document that are effective even during your lifetime and incapacity. We don't have that ability with wills. Wills also go through probate. And so if you're familiar with probate, um, that's the process where the court is overseeing the distribution of your estate. It's, you Who know, has access to the results of that? Uh, well, it's all public forum um, information. So it's filed with the court system. Um, you can go online and look up any court case, including probate court cases. So there's obviously a privacy concern to that. Uh, and it's also you know, a pretty formal statutory-based process where it's going to be probably a year to year and a half before it's all done. There's some fees involved, things like that. Putting things in a trust that's all privately administered and outside of that court system. And so there's a real benefit to avoiding probate from that perspective. I want to reiterate something because you said there's cost involved. Mm-hmm. You know, people think, well, you know, costs or whatever. I don't want to pay, you know, a couple thousand bucks or a few thousand dollars for you know a trust. I'll just have it go through probate. Well, that is, you know, there, there, that isn't free. You know, there, there's attorney fees. There's mm-hmm. the probate fees. I mean, it can quickly eat up a, you know, percent or two of a, an estate. So. Yeah. So there's filing fees. There's attorneys' fees. There can be accountant fees. Um, and it's public record. And it's public. So if record. you want people to know all your stuff, yeah, right. probate's a great way for you. <laughs> so to avoid all of that, what you're saying, to avoid probate, mm-hmm. uh, you want to get a trust. Yes. Yes. And then then what you would do, and we would work with Aaron in these situations, and something I wanted to bring up when we had touched on kind of the retirement aspect, is that even if you get an estate plan, you still have to make sure that your financial Mm -hmm. assets coordinate with the plan. So Aaron can manage all of your assets and have a great retirement plan for you. um, But if the beneficiary designations aren't updated, the titling isn't updated, it might not work with what we have set up for your estate plan. And so coordinating that is really important as well. So you've got to make changes along the way. Divorce happens, right? Mm -hmm. Stuff happens. One of the things that I love uh, when I work with with an estate planning attorney, excuse me, is we we know enough to be dangerous and we only have the information that we have. So if the estate planning attorney does all their stuff, you know, does, does, you know, does the great work that they do, if it doesn't get implemented, it's not worth it. And what I one of the things I love is as an advisor is, and you, you know you have a pretty good attorney. Then is when they give you a list 
and says, okay, tell your financial advisor to do this, change the title on this account to here, change the beneficiaries to this, and change this. And then it's like, okay, perfect. We know what to do. We confirm with the client, and we and we're off. So uh, mm-hmm. that's 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 you know that's huge. And and um, where it kind of takes a lot of the guesswork out, where where we have to read the trust, and it's like, okay, I think they mean this because you know lawyers speak sometimes <laughs> the most clear, especially if it's a really complex. A complex situation. After the break, we will continue taking uh, any questions that you have for, uh, and I should mention this, Aaron, any retirement question that people have, right? If they want to call in with the retirement plan like we do every week, have at it. Kelly Dancy is our guest. She's an estate planning attorney, trust, wills, all of this stuff, probate. If you have questions, now is the time to call in at 799-1130. Here in WISM Milwaukee, WIBA in Madison, you are listening to The Retirement Clinic and with your host, Aaron Kowal. I'm Paul Cronforst. We'll be right back. Back on News Talk 1130, WISN. The Retirement Clinic continues. Also, WIBA in Madison with your host, Aaron Kowal from the Kowal Investment Group. Our guest is state planning attorney, Kelly Dancy. And we will give Kelly's contact info and how you can reach her off the air with all of these questions. But we're getting a lot of good ones here on the program. And you're really dancing along to the music, Paul. I love it. <laughs> on the table dancing. Oh, yeah. You Again. <laughs> I was not dancing. <laughs> let's get to uh, let's get to Rick and Jackson. How you doing, Rick? Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Rick. Uh, I guess this is a, a question for Kelly. Uh, I have neither a will nor a trust. If I get a trust, do I need a will? Yeah, that's a great question. So if you do get a revocable trust, um, you still would have a will. It's what we call a pour over will. And ideally, um, as we have talked about, if all of your assets get updated in terms of funding the trust, meaning updating title, updating beneficiary designations, all of that, everything would flow through the trust. But there are situations where assets develop after someone passes or there's a large refund or for whatever reason, there's an asset hanging out there uh, that does need to go through probate and is outside of the trust. The will will get it into the trust. So it's a pour over will because it's meant to pour over any of those assets. We hope that we never have to use it. It's really just there as a safety net for any assets um, in that situation. So you will have both, but your pour over will really doesn't do any heavy lifting. It's the revocable trust that would do all of the heavy lifting in terms of um, distributing assets after you would pass. So whatever lawyer would draft up this trust, they would know to do a pour over will. I would, would I have to ask for that specifically, or that would be automatic? I think the question is, if, would they do the pour-over will automatically when doing the, the trust? Yes, yeah, so that would be part of your um, group of documents that you would do. So revocable trust, pour-over will, powers of attorney, that's all um, part of the group of documents that would go into your estate plan. Right. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Good question, Rick. Thank you so much for the uh, phone call. John is calling from Oak Creek. John, you're in WISN. Good morning. Uh, good morning. Uh, my question is, I own a property up in uh, northern Wisconsin, and I would like to uh, protect it. Uh, I, I was just wondering what your opinion would be as far as what would be the best route, either through, I've heard uh, conflicting things between a revocable uh, trust and an irrevocable trust. I'm not really sure what the difference is, but what would be the best uh, 
This has got to be a, a common thing in this state where we've got the cabin up north or the house, the property up on a lake. Yeah. So to answer your question, the difference between revocable and irrevocable um, really is the fact that it's much more difficult to make changes to irrevocable trusts. And that also means you're giving up a lot of the control and flexibility that you have with that document compared to a revocable trust. If this is a family cabin, family cottage situation where you want to see it um, remain in the family long term, what uh, we recommend is setting up a type of property management LLC for the future generations to share in that property as well. And that provides a nice structure um, for who can use the property, who pays the property taxes, who pays maintenance, all of that. Those issues are very important when the property would go to a second generation or third generation. Having those governing documents in place are really important. I think it'd also be a good way to help um, if you have some assets to, to help fight and maybe next generations don't necessarily have, it could be a good way to help finance main and maintain, you know, finance maintenance and upkeep on uh, the property as well. So it doesn't get blown. <laughs> certainly. Certainly. So does that make sense, John? Uh, y yes, it, it does. Uh, would this uh, protect it also from uh, like uh, a confiscation, like from like say a nursing home should uh, I, something happen to me before I die? So that's a little more complicated and I would say fact-based question that um, maybe we could talk about if you want to give me a call later. But revocable trusts generally aren't going to provide that type of asset protection um, because they are revocable. Um, but again, it would depend on a couple other you know, factors we'd want to get from you. So What we can do, John, if you're listening in the next five minutes, we're going to give out Kelly's office number at the Walney Legal Group, uh, downtown Milwaukee. Okay. Okay, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. As well as Aaron's, con you bet. Thank you for the call. As well as the information for the Kowal Investment Group. Let's take one more call quick. You realize how fast this show is going? Oh my we gosh. still have the sexiest segment we have to get to. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. And that, that's we'll like, take another hour. And we have to do that. <laughs> uh, Bill is calling from Madison. Uh, there's an office for the Kowal Investment Group in Middleton. We're also on WIBA. Bill, good morning. Morning, Bill. Good morning. How are you? Awesome, but I'll get better. <laughs> uh, we're married. Both my wife and I are in our 70s. Our daughter, only daughter, uh, only sibling we have is our uh, only heir. Uh, she has our power of attorneys, legal and medical. Mm -hmm. uh, all our assets, our bank accounts and IRAs have my daughter as the secondary beneficiary if my wife and I would pass away. Mm -hmm. Do I need a trust? Well, it would depend on you know, what your goals and wishes are, what your family dynamics are and, and your asset level. So that's a question I get a lot and it's really hard to answer that without knowing a little bit more about um, your situation, your financial assets, things like that. Um, but I'm happy to kind of talk through that a little more if you'd like to, you know, contact me afterwards. Um, but, you know, I wouldn't be able to say one way or another really without knowing a little bit more. Okay, you have a phone number? Or yeah, let's give it out right now. Okay. Yeah, now's, now's a good time. So phone number is 414-751-7531. And our website is www.walneylegal.com. And it's right downtown Milwaukee? Downtown, and we do have a second office very recently opened out in Elm Grove. Bill, thank and, you for the phone and call. In Madison. 
Uh, no, that's the Coal Investment oh, that's Group. The Coal, okay. Yep. Uh, but uh, reach out to Kelly off the air, and Bill, thank you so much for the phone call. If you guys missed that, we'll after the break, we're going to come back. In fact, the sexy segment is next, so stick around. Don't go anywhere. We've got the uh, wealth management and preservation segment. Then we'll give out all the info you need if you've got questions off the air for Coal or for uh, for Kelly. Aaron Coal uh-huh. is your host. The Coal Way is a good website. It's a great website. We put a lot. There's a lot of content on there. So two six two five two two forty forty is the phone number. Thekowalway.com. Find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, and Twitter at Kowal uh, underscore Invest. The Retirement Clinic is on WISM Milwaukee. WIBA Madison. We'll be right back. Stick around. This is it. It's time for it. We're doing it later than normal, but we had a busy show. And before we're out of time today, with our guest estate planning attorney, Kelly Dancy from the Walney Legal Group, we'll give out all the contact information, phone numbers, websites, a lot of questions. We didn't even have time to get to all of them, but we do have to sneak this in here. So we're going to do the sexy segment. Aaron, by way of background... By way of background, the the, the show's for everyone, um, it, with it, it, but the the wealth preservation segment is uh, for people that have have a million dollars or more uh, in assets. Now it's it's relatively easier to, now, nowadays to get there. You have your IRA, your your house, and you know some and after tax accounts, Roth. So it all kind of like adds up. Um, and so it may actually affect you if you, even if you don't know. And so that's kind of the background on this segment. Um, you know, so we're, we're talking to, to Kelly. I like to have my guests do, you know, do this to add a little bit extra uh, flavor to it and their take. Um, so kind of like the, the, the high, what we're going to be talking about is, you know, the higher your net worth, the greater the inheritance. So we really want to be thoughtful uh, of the transfer and assets and, you know, and the benefits and uh, going into a trust or not. So I wanted to let, uh, let Kelly take it away for this one, please. Sure. So, you know, when you're thinking about how best to leave assets to your beneficiaries, to your children, to your heirs, whoever it may be, um, the greater your net worth, the more likelihood and the greater value that that is the amount that's going to go over to to them. And so, depending on how much that is, that can be a lot of money for one person to manage and to handle. And so, being thoughtful with how those assets are distributed to them is really important. So, perhaps instead of having something go out just receive a check, there's no strings attached, goes into their checking account, done. Um, Consider putting it in a trust for their benefit. There's a lot of reasons to do that. One being they can still have access to the funds, but they don't have access to all of it. So there's a little um, filter there by the trustee who would be managing it. They would still have access to the funds. They don't have full control over them. And there's also a component of um, asset protection because you're setting it up for their benefit should um, they have creditors arise, divorcing spouses, things like that. It creates a little bit more of a wall for them um, and protects those assets long term. So there are options when you're talking about how to leave assets. And so being aware of the value of those assets that are going to be distributed is really important. I'm sure, Aaron, over the years, you've probably seen it all, right? I mean, things happen with families. uh, Unexpected things happen. 
And then, you know, you look at documents and you try to work it out. You try to make everybody happy, but sometimes it, there's strife. And then, you know, somebody no. kind of intermediate. <laughs> yeah, we don't want strife, right? No, we. Well, that's what we work really hard to, to avoid. avoid. Yeah, yeah and it, Sometimes it's, it is unavoidable. Uh, if you have just different beliefs or personalities. Or... Sometimes family members haven't seen each other in years. Yeah, and then they show up yep. ready for the for the payout, um, which I'm sure you've never seen, Kelly. No, right? no. I've never seen No, that, that never happened. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's, it's really important to just have it all laid out. You know, my, my, kind of, my philosophy on it is, you know, as the person with the assets, if you can leave as little uh, to the imagination as possible for the next generation, you're going to leave them happier, maybe ha- you know, have a much higher chance of them maintaining relationships after uh, and not hating each other. If you, if you, Because if they can be mad at you over something, rather be mad at someone that's dead than someone <laughs> that you, know, you, you could still have a great relationship that's, with. That's right. That's right. And it is family. So um, a lot of questions today uh, off the air. We've had so many people ask, how do I reach out? To Aaron, how do I reach out to Kelly? So as we wrap up today's show, Kelly Dancy, first off, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It was great to be here. We had we we're inundated with questions about trusts and wills and estate planning off the air. The Walney Legal Group, downtown Milwaukee. Yep. How do I reach out? Our phone number is 414-751-7531. Um, our website is www.walneylegal.com. You can find all of our information on there. And please reach out with any questions, concerns. Um, email is kdancy, so K, D as in Daniel, A, and as in Nancy, C-Y, at walneylegal.com. And I can reach you at the Kowal Investment Group, the website, the thekowalway.com. Thekowalway.com. Phone number is 262 262- Five two two forty forty. 4040 Also find us on Twitter at Kowal underscore invest uh, on LinkedIn. Connect with us and with me personally uh, on LinkedIn and uh, also on Facebook as well. And we put lots of great stuff out there, lots of information, not salesy, you know, junk, a lot of really good uh, information out there. So if you, you know, even if you don't necessarily want to you know, work with us, but would you, I, mean, I don't know why you wouldn't want You're to, right. but you know, just get some good information. We put lots of stuff out there all the time. Check out the Kowalway.com. Aaron Kowal, busy show. It went fast. Great show. Thank you for your thank time you. today. It's always fun. Thank you, Kelly, for coming on. It's always great having you oh, here. Thank, so you. thank you. It was a and great she does time. great work too. Have a great weekend, everybody. We thank our listeners for tuning in once again to the Retirement Clinic, WIBA Madison and WISN in Milwaukee.